On the resurrection morning When all the dead in Christ shall rise I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Eternal soul In weakness, raised in power Ready to live in paradise I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life I'll have a new home Glory, glory With the redeemed of God Never there'll be no more sorrow No, no more pain There'll be no more strife Yes, raising the likeness In of his likeness Ready to live I'll be glad I'll have a new body Praise the Lord I'll have a new life Eternal Free From every imperfection Youthful and happy I shall be Lost in victory I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life oh, yes. I'll have a new home Glory, glory With the redeemed Never said no more pain, there'll be no more strife Yes, raising the likeness In his likeness Ready to live I'll be glad I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life When the last trump of God shall sound I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Eternal grace All bursting saints are shouting Heavenly beauty all around I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Oh yes I'll have a new home Glory, glory, glory With the reading of God to stand no more pain, there'll be no more strife Yes, raising the likeness of Christ likeness. Ready to live I'll be glad I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be. This is your host, Bruce Kessler. Welcome to the Passion for Christ show. So glad to have you, friend. Hey, let me tell you this. I'm part of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ, because you see in him I found forgiveness, joy, peace, happiness, and I am blessed beyond measure more than I could ever deserve, folks. And my goal here is very simple. That is to encourage you, friend, along the way to help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Upcoming in our study segment, we're going to be talking about being thankful in this pandemic. That's right. How can we be thankful in the middle of this pandemic? But first, a few things along the way. Headline News! Get this! Following the COVID-19 pandemic, the CEO of MyPillow says his company is switching over 75% of its production to make masks for healthcare workers who are battling 
the COVID-19 pandemic. How about that, folks? Mark Lindell, the CEO and inventor of MyPillow, told Fox News Friday he got the idea of making the mask from hearing President Trump urge the private sector to get involved. My passion has always been to help people. And what better time? Amen, folks. Glory. Hallelujah. Lindell is a well-known Christian. Said my pillow worked with the Trump administration to discover what was needed. The company specializes in cotton products and got the prototype three days ago. It took us three days to change over a 200,000 square foot factory into an all production of these masks. Right now we're making about 10,000 a day. I'm hoping to get up to 50,000 a day very, very fast. He urged other companies to see what you can do. Hey, man, folks, how about that? My Pillows Christian CEO says company will shift 75% of production to make medical masks. Amen, folks. What an opportunity we get to serve right in the middle of a pandemic. Get this, folks. Just get this. The Reverend Nick Bruckner stood atop a huge mound of snow last week as he preached about taking time to reflect and urging the faithful to not drift through life. Strong winds made it difficult for him to flip the pages of the Bible, but boy, he wasn't going to be deterred. He used the remains of a plastic cup to shield his microphone and block the swooshing sounds of the gust of the wind. Bruckner placed a cell phone, which he protected inside a cardboard box, next to the microphone to project piano music to the crowd. He estimated there were about 35 guests listened and sang hymns from inside their vehicles. That's right, folks. It's right in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic in Unilakli, a village on the northwest coast of Alaska. Improvising was the word of the day, said Bruckner. As the COVID-19 virus continues to spread across the nation, churches are creatively offering drive-in style worship service to maintain social distancing rules meant to protect people from catching the novel coronavirus. He admitted that it was kind of crazy, but says people from the church just really missed each other. Amen, folks. I get that. He said he thought of the drive-in service idea the evening before. On Saturday, a big pile of snow had accumulated outside the church, and Bruckner envisioned he could initiate the service from atop the snowbank. So they sent invites and people showed up. They just weren't expecting the cold and windy conditions that morning. Everyone was just smiling and laughing. It was light-hearted. Snowstorm, folks, didn't stop this Alaska church from hosting drive-in worship service. What is stopping us indeed? <laughs> Woo! Well, get this. Keith Getty says Christian families he's a songwriter Christian songwriter 
Christian families who are shut in during the pandemic have a unique opportunity to reorder their homes for the good of Christ. Getty and his wife, Kristen, hosted a Getty family hymn sing on Facebook Live Tuesday night, singing alongside traditional hymns and modern hymns. He noted that families that are shut inside their homes during the pandemic have the opportunity of a lifetime. Next three months, we have such an incredible opportunity to reorder how our homes are to share our faith with each other build our families up, and our faith with our friends, a chance we'll probably never have again in this unique, unique space given to all of us. He said he was interviewed this week and asked if he was out of business now that churches have stopped singing. He quoted Jesus' promise in Matthew 18, verse 20, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. The promise he said, is where two or three are gathered. So that's our homes and our churches. We need to continue to worship. Keith Gaddy, folks, calls coronavirus an opportunity to reorder homes for Christ. Amen, folks. Amen. It gives us so many opportunities. Amen. And that's our headline news for this broadcast. And now this day in church history. Risking plague for Christ in 1830 on this day. Anthony Norris Groves, a dentist and member of the Plymouth Brethren, was a close friend of George Mueller, with whom he exchanged ideas about practical faith. He would later die in Mueller's home. He went with his family as a missionary to Baghdad at his own expense on faith principles, having no settled income and no mission board, trusting God to provide. Where he visited, he found many Christians of the East in great spiritual ignorance, and their leaders opposed to providing Christian literature and languages the people understood. During his residence in Baghdad, he endured fierce heat, encountered the plague to which he lost his wife, Mary, met opposition from Muslims and Orthodox, and suffered during the Turkish siege. A letter written on this day in March 28, 1830 explains why he and his family remain in Baghdad despite the plague. And he said this in this letter, The plague has now absolutely, we believe, entered this unhappy city. Major T and all those connected with the residency are prepared to leave from the mountains of Kurdistan. They have most kindly invited us to go with them and form part of their family. This is most truly kind, and there are many things to recommend it. Opportunities it would afford him for learning Armenian and me Arabic, and for observation on the country and people, besides our being delivered from all apparent danger, either from the sword which threatens us from without or the pestilence within. The absence of all these friends and so many of the principal Christian families who are going with them, leaves us exposed to the bigotry of the people 
and any tumults that may arise, all these things presented themselves to our minds. But there are considerations that outweigh these in our minds. In the first place, we feel that while we have the Lord's work in our hands, we ought not to fly and leave it. Again, if we go, it is likely that for many months we cannot return to our work, whereas the plague may cease in a month. Opportunities of usefulness may arise in the plague that a more unembarrassed time may not present. And our dear friends from Aleppo may come and find no asylum. The Lord gives great peace and quietness of mind in resting under His most gracious and loving care, and as the great object of our lives is to illustrate his love to us, we believe that in the midst of these awful circumstances, he will fill our tongues with praise as he does fill our hearts with peace. Risking plague for the cause of Christ. And that's this day in church history. And now, folks, we have a little bit of fun here in Name That Bible Character. Here is your clue. Here is your clue. As a Jewish boy, I was circumcised after this many days. What number am I? Here's your clue one more time. As a Jewish boy, I was circumcised after this many days. What number am I? We'll reveal the answer to that tantalizing and exciting clue after our study period. So folks, hang on for that exciting reveal in our final segment of Name That Bible Character. Well, folks, we come to our study time, and God bless you for being here. Let's just pull up a chair, get you a hot cup of coffee, and let's study the Word of God together, and uh, let's begin with a prayer. Lord Jesus, as we study about being thankful in all circumstances, and especially during this pandemic that we're in at the present time, we just pray, Father, that you will lead us, and guide us, and help us. And give us strength and give us power and give us the ability to just hang on and be committed and fully devoted and give you all praise and have that spirit of thankfulness in all circumstances. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, that's a good question to start out with. How can we be thankful right in the middle? of a pandemic and yet that's exactly what we find from the beginning pages of the bible even to the end is that there was this spirit of thankfulness no matter what season no matter what problems no matter what the situation was but as a child of god as a believer of god as one who held god as the highest of all there was always manifested this joyful and thankful spirit in all circumstances. 
The next footsteps in the corridor he knew might be those of the guards asking him away to his execution. His only bed was the hard, cold stone floor of the dank, cramped prison cell that he was in. Not an hour passed when he was free from the constant irritation of the chains and the pain of the iron manacles cutting through his wrists and legs. Separated from friends, unjustly accused, brutally treated, if ever a person had a right to complain, it was this man, languishing, almost forgotten, in a harsh Roman prison. But instead of complaints, his lips rang with words of praise and thanksgiving. Who was that man? Well, that man was the Apostle Paul. A man who learned the meaning of what it means to be thankful in the midst of great adversity. You see, earlier he had been imprisoned in Rome, and so right in the middle of that imprisonment, he would write in Ephesians 5, 19 and 20, Sing and make melody in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, folks. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Just think about that. Always giving thanks. For everything, no matter the circumstances. And yet, Paul lived that, lived by example. He had a spirit of thankfulness on a daily basis. And that changed his perspective on life. That changed his life and made him a joyful person in all kinds of situations and in every, every moment that he lived. Amen. You see, nothing turns us into bitter, selfish, dissatisfied people more quickly than having that ungrateful and unthankful heart. Nothing would do more to restore though contentment and joy than that true spirit of thankfulness. Sometimes it seems that we're never satisfied. Whether you're rich or poor, or healthy or sick. But what a difference it makes when we realize that everything we have is given to us by God. No matter what it is. As King David prayed, wealth and honor come from you. We give you thanks and praise your glorious name. Everything comes from you, God. 1 Chronicles 29, 12 and 14. Paul declared... In uh, Philippians 4, verse 12, I have learned the secret of being content in every and in any situation, whether we are well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. You see, that spirit of thankfulness makes all the difference in the world in your mindset, in your perspective, in your worldview. And that will also shape how you handle certain situations. Amen. Now, we can either allow the events surrounding us during this pandemic, we can allow that corona pandemic to control us and drive everything that we do and drive us into fear, drive us into constant uh, 
um, discomfort drive us in other directions that we need to be or we can maintain a spirit through thankfulness and that will shape us. You know, it's so easy to take people for granted, is it not? I had a lovely sister sent me a text and just said how much she misses our worship services and being together. Amen, folks. We, we, we take each other for granted. And sometimes we complain and become angry because uh, they uh, don't meet our every desires and wishes. We get frustrated so easily. And yet these moments, these times are driving us. And I think God is making a point. Take note of those you love. Take note of those whom you were worshiping with. Take note of how special and unique that is. And we need to give God the glory and thankfulness for those around us, our spouses, our children, our relatives, our friends, and others who help us in one way or another. Paul began his first letter to the Christians in Corinth who were far from perfect. Paul would say in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 4, I always thank God for you. Amen. When a group of believers whom Paul had never met came out to greet him as he approached Rome, we read this in Acts 28 verse 15, that at the sight of these men, Paul thanked God and was encouraged. And we can do the same this day. Now, a lot of times we have a tendency to draw back when, the, when things get tough, draw back when, when there are difficulties, draw back when we're facing crises, draw back when there is something like disease or this pandemic. But not one of us are exempt from some kind of trouble, heartache. We may, one of us may, in my hearing today, we may get this virus and we may die. But that is true no matter where we are and what we do and what life that we live. In many parts of the world, it's dangerous even to be a Christian because of persecution. And yet, in the midst of those trials, we can and should glorify and be thankful to God. Why? Because... He has promised to be with us. He has promised to help us. And that we know that He, God, can use these times of suffering to draw us closer to Himself, which is what is exactly is happening right now, folks, as I speak. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And that's what is happening right now. We are learning the message of persevering, getting through this, hanging on, enduring, doing what is necessary, 
working out the fine details. You know, there's a lot of things that we decided to do, folks, that uh, as an elder of the church now that I, would make me a little bit uncomfortable. But we love God. We love the truth. We love the fact that we are being challenged in this direction. And it's making us learn to draw ever closer to God, to Jesus, and to each other. When the prophet Daniel learned that evil men were plotting uh, against him to destroy him, it says in Daniel 6 verse 10, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Colossians 1 verse 2 says that you will be able to thank God in the midst of pain and distress because you are privileged to share the lot of those who are living in the light. Folks, from the end of the Bible to the other, we're commanded to be thankful. In fact, thankfulness should be and is a natural outflowing of a heart that is close to God, connected to God. The psalmist declared, Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. And Paul wrote, Be ye thankful. Colossians 3, verse 15. And I pray, friend, that you have that spirit of thankfulness. It will bring joy to others. It will manifest in your life. It would give you a worldview. It would give you a perspective that will give way to endurance, to perseverance, to expressing joy in times of sorrow or difficulty and in joyous occasions. I give this study to you, my good friend and listeners. And now we have the conclusion to name that Bible character. Here was your clue. As a Jewish boy, I was circumcised after this many days. What number am I? Well, folks, you got it. Eight. That's right. Leviticus chapter 12, verse 1 and 3. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speaking to the children of Israel, saying, If a woman is conceived, seed, and born of a man-child, then he shall be unclean seven days. According to the days of separation of the infirmity, shall be unclean. And in the eighth day of the flesh of his foreskin shall be circumcised. As a Jewish boy, I was circumcised after this many days. What number am I? Eight, and name that Bible character. Well, folks, you too can become a follower of the greatest movement ever, follower of Jesus Christ, because you find in him forgiveness, joy, happiness, peace, and be blessed beyond measure. Have you given your life over to Jesus? I pray that you will, good listener. If you ever come through Norman, Oklahoma, well, Right now, that's a little bit difficult. So just turn in.
to our website, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com. we got all kinds of valuable information. Folks, just join us there. Now, I just want to just tell you this, good friend. May God bless you and be thankful. Do, 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 do. Kind of group do, be. Do, 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 do. Kind of group Feeling kind of easy Hard life put behind me Rolling down the road now All my sins are gone now Feeling kind of groovy Oh yeah, I'm feeling kind of groovy And I'm singing to the music of my Lord I'm really singing Joy to the Lord. Oh, yes, I'm singing hallelujah, giving thanks to Jesus Christ, my awesome Lord. I'm really singing joy to the Lord. Kind of group to me. Kind of group to me. Feeling kind of easy. Walking with my Lord now. Jesus guides my life now, gives me strength and power. Hallelujah, praise His holy name. Oh yeah, I'm feeling kind of groovy and I'm singing to the music of my Lord. I'm really singing joy to the Lord. Oh yes, I'm singing hallelujah, giving thanks to Jesus Christ, my awesome Lord. I'm really singing Joy to the Lord. Oh yeah, I'm feeling kind of groovy and I'm singing to the music of my Lord. I'm really singing joy to the Lord. If you are tired and have a burden, let me introduce you to the blessed Lord. I'm really singing joy to the Lord. Feeling kind of groovy. Word of God is in you. Rolling down the road now. Life is wonderful now, feeling kind of groovy, feeling kind of groovy, feeling kind of easy, feeling kind of, feeling kind of, feeling kind of easy. Feeling kind of groovy.